Hello, welcome to episode 17 of Smash, Loot, and Roll. We find our adventurers still in the Coven's tomb, and having just defeated a wraith, decided to return to the secret door Kelgrace found. Let's join our crew to see what is beyond the secret door. Thank you for listening and enjoy episode 17 of Smash, Loot, and Roll. One body per werewolf. Meanwhile, Meanwhile back in the dungeon. <laughs> do you guys all remember where you left off? We had just kicked. We just kicked uh, a, an evil undead critter's booty. <laughs> do you remember that part? I also remember the fact that um, uh, Fancy Pants and I found the easy way in, but that is not the way that we took. <laughs> there was goblins to find. There were goblins to find. How do you bait yeah. a dwarf? Send in the goblins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look! Things to squish! How do you bait a sorcerer into casting fireball? <laughs> Show them orcish lumberjacks. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So in our last session, we had entered the we had entered the facility, found a secret passageway, which we promptly ignored in favor of assaulting an innocent collection of, of goblins. <laughs> After thoroughly trashing and ruining their day and having them run off through, with the, the women and children and the leader running off through a portal, we ran around through their cage looking for loot, not finding any. We bashed our way, or I didn't even have to bash. We came in through a, a tunnel that they had left uh, into, a, into a tomb where we encountered some sort of evil undead, at which point we kicked his butt too. The end. The end. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up quite well. That, that's exactly what you guys did. I assume the, the the undead was one of the witch's acolytes and not the main witch. Nope, it was the main witch. Game over. No, it's game over. <laughs> game over. No, that was a yeah, that was a wraith. That was a wraith that was in there. You guys fought. <laughs> I don't like that preamp. That that was the wraith as opposed to that's just the first of many monsters that are stocked into this area. Well, it is a dungeon, I suppose. Oh yeah. We can do the typical dungeon crawl where you go room to room, slaying everything, kicking in the door, slaying the monster, and booting the room. Bash in the door. Ah! They scream. What do you want? We get confused. (laughs) (laughs) Or they go, hey, shut the door. You're causing draft. (laughs) I'm back. Yeah, yeah, it's a living. (laughs) Go for fear check to remind you of your parents that they kept telling you to shut the doors in the the caves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Were you born in a dungeon? No, I was born under the mountain. Right. (laughs) Same thing. All right. Well, you guys have successfully defeated the wraith where you guys were at. Uh, you're still down in the witches in the tomb that contains witch's body. You guys have run through the goblin warrens. And uh, what would you all like to do? You can see there's a door, but it doesn't look like it's there's any way to open it from this side. It's probably <laughs> one of those tombs that once you shut it, it's done. Yeah. I take I, I wield my axe gently. You know, there's always a way. <laughs> before uh, before our, our illustrious uh, dwarf gets himself uh, a sprained ankle, um, I, I I say let's uh, let's go back the way we came and go around the other direction because we uh, we found some secret passages the other way. So if this way stopped, we'll go back the other way. All right. Is there any is there anything amongst the the remnants in here? Give me an investigation check. Okie dokie. We did that. We did. I did that last time. Weren't you investigating the door? I investigated the room after we got oh. everything. Yep, we did investigate the room. Oh, yeah, that's something I learned from Alex. Always look for loot. <laughs> Always look for. Now, did I 
did I give you any is the question because I have notes on what was supposed to be in the room. I look on my character sheets. That's where it would be. Extras, notes, have pearl from the Plymouth. I thought we got some gold, but maybe that was from the Plymouth. That was from the Plymouth. Okay. See, I've got a seeing stone and a potion of swift and a potion of swiftness, but okay, it doesn't sound it does yeah, it doesn't sound like you guys have done anything. So in the on the looking at the broken sarcophagus that was contained the creature and everything else, you notice that there are some gems. There's about a dozen rubies, emeralds, and sapphires that line the edge, line the edge top or the top of the sarcophagus and the uh, body of it meet. Probably used in ritual magic to actually do sealing of it. So much for that. Well, it looks like whoever broke it open didn't really worry about that. So that you know they broke the uh, containment magic. So, but each of the gems, there's a dozen of them. Each of them are worth uh, you figure about fifty gold each. If you take the time to pry them out, sure. That doesn't take doesn't take too much time. I mean, so who's should we split them up? What's the what, what shall we do with this? That's the uh, protocol. Right. <laughs> split, I mean, uh, split them up. I'm sorry. Should we keep the? Should we? Uh, should we just convert them to cash internally for management, or should we actually track like how many gems this person got? Yeah, we'll track the gems because at least in my last character, and I don't know if it'll happen here, but in my last character, the gems themselves became useful. The gems are actually useful inside of uh, some spells. Okay. And in the case of um, spells, let's say you need, let's just say you need a, a ruby valued at 100 gold. If you have rubies, you know, four rubies valued at 25, will work the same conversion type thing. Okay. Some of the spells actually require components like that to be useful. So it's not bad to track gems. You can do it within reason. And if you don't want to track, and once you go, okay, we have a whole ton of gems. I'm just going to convert it into gold. You can do it that way too. Okay. So Adrock, are you, did you document them or? Did... I need him to say the gems again. Four rubies, four sapphires, and four emeralds. 50 gold each. Also speaking of spells, fun little fun little rule I, was, I read about that I think I'll put in place to make spells a little bit more interesting. If you run out of spell slots, you can sacrifice, you can exchange an exhaustion level for a spell slot. How long does so, it take to, re- to recover an exhaustion level? Each exhaustion level is recovered, I believe, with a long rest. I have to let me take a look at exhaustion recovery real fast, and okay, I can tell you. I'll, I'll double up on it too, just in case we find it faster. Three full days of rest with no more than one hour of strenuous activity each day. To to recover a level of exhaustion, three days of rest. Wait, this let's make sure this isn't a uh, like Pathfinder. An improv rule or something like that, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it, it takes it's 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 pretty demanding. Uh, Finish, yeah. Finishing a long rest reduces a creature's exhaustion by one level. Okay, good. That was just some crazy. What person were you reading from? Yeah, some crazy person on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the rule they person. wanted instead of the rule they have. Yeah. yeah. So finishing a long rest reduces a creature's exhaustion level by one, provided yep. that the creature has also ingested some food and drink. Also, being raised from the dead. Reduces a creature's exhaustion level by one. Well, thank God. <laughs> I'd hate to come back from the dead and be exhausted. So. Actually, certain resurrection, certain magic that brings you back from the dead does create exhaustion levels. I haven't had to use that, that rule in a while. So remember, there's six exhaustion levels. They are first one is disadvantage on ability checks. Level two is your speed is half. Level three, disadvantage on all attack rolls and saving throws. Level four, hit point maximum is halved. Level five, your speed is reduced to zero, and level six is death. 
<laughs> it's funny how the thunder rolled right as I said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, storm's coming in. I was like, wow, that's ominous. We should keep our eyes out for potions of vitality. They are very rare, but they remove exhaustion completely. Oh. And for everybody listening, uh, we all live in the same neighborhood. Well, everybody that's on right now lives in the same neighborhood. And so one well-placed lightning strike would take all of us out. That's right. <laughs> yes. So with that being said, what would you so all no like one to piss do? off God, please. Uh, I moved Adrock back over to the secret the passage door? that we okay. uh, started from. If you guys want to. Yeah, you guys, make, there. you guys make your way back through the uh, secret passage, back to the secret passage in the um, stonework of the tomb. You guys going to go through the secret passage or are you guys going to? Yeah, we'll go through the secret passage. Okay. What's, you guys... the... what's that, Chip? You need, what's, what? you need to take the dog? You, you need to take Kyle back out to camp? What? <laughs> yeah, Kyle says uh, he's not feeling so hot. He wants to go get, get, go get some rest outside the outside of the uh underground he's he's not digging this he's a talking dog wow <laughs> <laughs> he's so expressive um, like our dog he makes his wishes passive aggressively known yeah he just sighs loudly <laughs> nice. she's um, spraying on the carpet next to me <laughs> that's okay luna just stares you down with daggers i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> yeah 150 pound dog staring you down and going mm-hmm. either do what i tell you to do or i'm gonna come eat you when she wants pets, she comes over to you and she just looks at you and gets closer and closer. It's like, look, I'm going to get closer until you pet me. Mm-hmm. This week on Dog Talk. Yeah, yeah Kyle and Chip are, are going to go take a rest outside in the even in the uh, in the marsh marsh air. <laughs> <laughs> but as you guys enter back into the room, which uh, the secret door ends on, as I said, you realize that the doors, the traps that you found, Adrock we're all designed to keep people from entering not through the secret passage, but entering going beyond this room through the secret passage. There were all traps that are lying that way at the door. The room was fairly empty, even though you can see some of the stonework tables and some of the tools that were left here probably used in the arts to mummify, contain, constrain, whatever they're working on. And then before they put them into a tomb. Oh, I know what this is. This is a brain hook. (laughs) <laughs> things like that you stick it up the nose yeah uh doing a quick just a quick look around the room and everything else there's the stains on the stone and everything give away that this could have been a bit of a messy chamber but there is a solid stone door directly opposite of the of the secret door that you guys went through that you know leads into another set of hallways and you guys all have you know you guys all have uh dark vision or low light vision so everything's in a bit of a grayscale for you right now no light whatsoever. All right. So it comes down to, do we go left or do we go right? So previously, uh, Kelgrace, I believe, and I went left. Mm-hmm. And so now we, we can go, go right. Left. Yeah, going to the left takes you to a dead end. And there's a door that you can... Everybody give me a perception check as you guys step out in the hallway, please. Perception. So we've been here before. Correct. Yes. Okay. No, I mean, I know that. I'm, I'm reminding the DM of that in case yes. the perception check is like, no, you're dead. No, no, nothing, nothing that serious. Bowden out of 15. Okay. I forgot where this is. Where's perception? It's in, in the, the middle of your skills. Middle. Near the bottom. Oh, okay. I got a six. I, I got, got a rock. I got a 16. Okay. I bowdened it. <laughs> My passive perception is 10, so. Bowden. Okay. Uh, your passive perception picks it up. All three of you, as you guys pass out in the hallway and you guys start moving uh, down to your right to see everything else that's going on, you guys 
catch a slight flicker of light, almost like a quick flash mm. coming from that just barely under the doorway that's visible on your on your left side as you move forward. Oh, if you ping it for us, I'm assuming it's this place here? Yeah, just a second. Yep, that's it. Okay. So, a quick flash of light in an abandoned tomb in the, of the swamp. For those that rolled the 15 and 16, mm-hmm. yep. you guys can almost, you guys can hear movement, just barrels. You guys can hear movement uh, beyond the door as well. I mean, it's it's almost as if somebody something scraped the floor, dragged a sword, dragged something metal across it, things like that. All right, so I start I start doing dwarven hand signals. So I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which which I suddenly realized nobody but me knows how to do. It's like, mm. shh. <laughs> then make little. Uh, little he's scurry. the subtle one. Yeah, then little scurrying fingers and point to the door. <laughs> okay. As you guys approach the door, uh, you notice that the door has been set ajar as if it's been opened and reclosed uh, but it does not set back in in a way that actually would close it off and seal it from the light like the other tomb you guys were in was it formally sealed as in like holy holy rites and rituals and such around the you door can, yep you or was seal. it formerly sealed that's what i mean <laughs> not sealed anymore that is correct all the seals are broken you can see that you can see dust laying on the ground and the door is just it looks like the Whoever closed the door did it at least to delay. You know, somebody would actually have to open the door and cause you know cause them. They couldn't be surprised, basically. Mm-hmm. Got it. So would my my, I mean, would my stealthiness be be helpful here, friends? It could Can you open a door stealthily. But they stealthily? could just ha- they could just have set a, a can on the other side. Yeah. So. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is there any um? Trying to figure out how to ask this question. Is there any uh, acrobatic tricks that um, would help me get into the door without disturbing anything on the other side? Considering it's a heavy door. No. It would be really, unless you'd have some way to, much like a mouse or a ferret, to slide beneath the cracks and everything else. Okay. You do realize, I- even with even with Adrock's recent shortened stature. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Beanie, beanie, fancy pants. <laughs> I'm, I'm four feet, six inches now. Yeah. Because I was oh. six, four. Oh. Even with a shortened stature that you realize that looking at the boat and you can even look at the door. The door was designed to be pushed into place. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not fully set back in place. So it's one of those doors you would actually push backwards and move to the left or the right, depending on which way the door. And in this, in this case, the door okay. moved to your left. So it's almost trapped. It's almost potentially trapped to give off a sound if someone were to go through it. Perhaps, perhaps I can lend a little bit of assistance to uh, uh, Lady Dragon here, and uh, uh, she might be able to take to take a close look at it with that in mind. With this guidance I'm providing, you can add an additional D4 to any sort of attempts that you might be using to check for things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and give me an investigation roll. Why is this so hard every time? Where's my investigation? Is it just a D20? Yes, it's a, yeah. Okay. You just, that's it, why it, I was like, I'm looking on, for investigation on. on here, and I was like, that's not it. it okay. It's dead center in that, in that middle panel there. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. And I have a plus two. So, and, you know, and then roll a D4, and you'll get to add a D4 to it. Okay. 
that's an eight, that's a six, there's a four. Mm -hmm. All right, so okay. I rolled. Um, you rolled 18 plus, 18. yeah, yeah, you, okay. you realize. Okay, okay. Sorry, I was trying to figure <laughs> out that added my one and how that works, so 18. Yeah, you're, you're fine with the way it is. You figure with the right type of leverage, you and either you and Bowden or you and Adrock could probably push the door and hopefully not make it scrape too much or make it a uh, trip whatever alarm may be there. Okay. So it's going to take, it'll take two of you to move the door. You think? And you'll, <laughs> you'll need a strength check. You think? Two of us? Just two of you. I'm beefy. <laughs> you are beefy. What's your strength? 17. Oh, yeah, you're beefy. I mean, <laughs> if you want to do it quietly, it'll probably take two of you. Well, how about uh, perhaps I do the push in and then uh, uh, Kelgrace assists in the, uh, yeah, the, so the quieting. We'll give, you the, we'll give you the advantage roll if you do it that way. Sweet. So give me a strength, strength check with advantage. Sounds good. Both of us or just him? Just him. Because okay. you're, as you're assisting with the uh, yep. guidance, yeah. You kind of surprised. You're like, yeah, following my direction. Kelgrace, you look at Bowden, you're like, kind of surprised. And you, Bowden opens the door quietly enough to let you let any of any of you pass through. He doesn't push it all the way open, but he does move it far enough to where even him, even he can get through. Maybe Team not shoulder to shoulder, but <laughs> Team teamwork. Teamwork. Mm -hmm. All right. And as you do that, the light <laughs> that you saw the flash on actually gives you a dull bluish glow from the middle of the room. You can it's actually it's almost pulsating out as if something's causing light to sort of. Uh, ebb and flow and you guys can hear muttering as as also sounds like somebody's using like chalk on stone oh no oh you're hurting my teacher heart <laughs> can we see them as you who wants to peer through i'll peer through kelgrace you stick your head in take it take a look around and you're surprised to see uh Fireball hitting right for your face. <laughs> <laughs> bright, bright orangish light come flying at you now. Uh, inside the room, it's rather bare, uh, very large. I mean, it's very large. Within your uh, vision, you have, what, 30 feet of dark vision? I believe so. The room almost doesn't, almost phase out. I don't know. It's actually... Pick a grid, any grid. <laughs> yeah, any... The room is a little bit bigger than your dark vision, so you're, you're figuring the room grows a little bit further than what you can see, but you can definitely see six sarcophagi, okay. but you also see four werewolves oh. standing around come on uh, excuse me not four werewolves you see yeah you see four werewolves standing near the center are they having a werewolf convention or a meetup they are holding they are cradling each of the four cradling what appears to be a body in their arms oh that's not good but each of them have a body or they're all sharing like holding one body one body per per werewolf per werewolf okay uh, that's a great that's, band that's name important. one body per werewolf <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that might be the title of this episode. Yep, there we are. <laughs> and the I band was. <laughs> There's also a figure in dark, almost like gothic clothes. Mm -hmm. And they're with the back with their back towards you. We should kill that thing first, whatever. With a huge claymore on their back. And when I mean huge, it's one of those things of like how they walk and not have that thing trip them is beyond is beyond comparison. And there's another figure. A little bit smaller, uh, on their hands and knees, inscribing something on the floor, and the light that you're seeing is pulsating from that work they're doing. Also, as you look around, as you sort of peer left and right before you move all the way in, 
the scent that got you first was like, hmm, it smells like something's rotten. You look over and you see this goblin that's sort of there that's got half its face like smashed off, sort of standing there and just sort of hovering. And then you mm-hmm. notice there's about four or five other undead creatures, all goblinoids, sort of just standing in the room, all facing towards the werewolves. Great. That's, that's what you see. Okay. Fabulous. All right. Um, I'm going to slip back out before anybody sees me. <laughs> Give me a stealth nope. roll. Give me a stealth roll. Okay. I can do that. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> you, thank you. 15 plus 6 is a 21. You pull yourself back. You like you start to go in the room. You're like, nope, not going no, in there. You. And you step back out. Okay. You don't think any of them have seen you. They seem to be all concentrating on the individual that's scrolling some type of magical markings on the floor. <laughs> okay. Just as the voice of reason, I've never seen one of these things end happily. Right. <laughs> like no one's ever doing this to like increase the gold that the poor people have in town. <laughs> I hoist my water skin, okay. Open the cap and throw it in the middle of his scrawn and his 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 drawing. Of course you do. Like we can't even talk about this first. <laughs> How? Give me a give me an attack roll. <sighs> we don't get we don't have time. We can either do it now or we're gonna marry poppins it. Look, water on I shop. literally just snuck my like six <laughs> foot six frame in and out without being noticed. Well done. Thank you. You are a stealthy dick dragon, aren't you? Oh, no. You gave us the information we needed. All right. What would that be? It's an attack roll. It's an arm attack. Okay. It's uh, also known as YOLO. (laughs) Oh, no. That was quite intentional. No, that was a good strike. So, Kelgrace, as you pull your head back out and start describing what's going on, you see Bowden jump into action pull his water skin out, pull the cap off, and chuck it. You see the water go flying in the room. You, you see the skin go flying in the room, and as it passes it passes into the circle of the werewolves, the group and everything else, you see some of them turn because they get splashed with water. And you see it hit right where Bowden aims, and you see the magic die out. You see that, and you hear that, and you hear a female voice say less than ladylike words as the uh, magic gets ripped away. Was this a holy water skin? It is now. <laughs> I mean, there's a hole in I it. I take but back was it? my Holy. like WTF moment, Bodie, and well done, sir. Holy water skins, Batman! You hear it cussing, and you, Bowden, since you threw it, you distinctly get to look through the the open door and notice that detention is all drawn to the door. Right, close the door. Bam. <laughs> And then the whole fight is just us strength checks door to door opposed. Like, <laughs> All right, no. Is that what you want to do? You want to try to close the door? I'm I'm four foot six. I'm not closing anything. But is that what you want to do? I'm going to give it a shot. Just see if okay. I can roll it. everybody. Roll initiative. All right. You got <gasps> your surprise round off. I got crap. Oh, that's a seven, not a one. Okay, I got a nine. What'd you get, Bodie? Crap, I got a five. Yeah, I didn't see crap on my D20, so. <laughs> oh, you did it on roll. Oh, you did it on roll 20. Okay. I did it on, no, I did it on D- D&D Beyond. I'm saying I didn't see the word crap on the oh. D20 that I rolled. Ah. You have to roll the crap die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One D crap. <laughs> Bowden and Adrock, you guys can give me an intelligence check with disadvantage as well, please. Okay. How do you do this with disadvantage on here? 
the button that you normally click to do whatever it is you're trying to do, usually the rounded rectangles are the buttons. If you right click it, it gives you options to click with a, an advantage or disadvantage. Interesting. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I'm trying to figure out. Nope. Just ignore mine. With disadvantage, I rolled a five. Okay. I got a seven. Thank you. <laughs> For future reference. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out what that does at the worst moment in the battle. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what you're speaking of. <laughs> so, Adrock, what do you have for your initiative? 15. I'm sorry. Grace had there. nine and Bowden had five. Yeah. It's right there on the screen. I should have looked. My apologies. Okay, I just also rolled a whole bunch of crap trying to practice this. So, sorry. 1D crap. There you go. Bowden, since you're right there at the door, you see the four werewolves turn, look at you. And then they turn and look back as the the figure that's in the, the gothic black trench coat and everything else with the giant sword turns around. What's it? What would be? It's like a half mask for the face and everything else uh, on. Uh, like half mask, like fan of the opera or no like- half mask, like like uh, the mask would be for like the mask, we, the medical mask we're wearing right now for the covid. Like Bane. Was, yeah, sort of like Bane, but it's more of a flat cloth one probably maybe to keep the smell out. And you also notice that there's the bright white paint that goes above the mask, almost like skull-like image. And then the black, dark hair. And you see the actual hood fall off the individual. So you know it's a female. It's a human female that turns around. You got this, I guess, a big, giant claymore. It's trying to figure out how she's still carrying it on her back type thing. The werewolves turn, look at you guys, look back at her, almost as if as if waiting for a command. But what you do see is two other ones that were in the back of the room that were beyond Kilgrace's line of sight come springing to the door and they get within 10 feet of the door before it is Adrock's go. So there are there are six of them in this room, plus the priestess. There are six of them, plus the priestess, plus the wizard, and the six undead. Are the undead the bodies or the undead the separate undead from the bodies is they're the holding? Gob- is the goblinoids that... uh. Kelgrace saw. So it's t- 13 on three? It is technically six, eight, 14 on three. Well, I was good when it was 13 on three, but now that it's 14 on three, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm now okay they've got a that. chance. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my turn. Um, Here I thought it was wait, the bodies are moving? Wait. <laughs> The goblinoid bodies that Kilgrace yeah. saw that were standing there. So the werewolves hey. are holding bodies, and then there were Correct. also goblinoid bodies in the room. Yep. Ah, those are separate. However, I'm not sure that I got to tell you all about the goblinoid bodies before you decided to YOLO the holy water. Right. Are there stones around me? Any stone? Any loose oh, yeah, stones? There's, there's because they had to break open the seal of the door. There are small, you know, everything up to you know a, a hand sized stone. One that fits comfortably in your hand. Hey, maybe they'll just look right over you. They won't see you. All right. Um, so I'm going to catapult that stone uh, in the best line of sight I can to hit most of to have a chance to hit as many as possible. All right. Let me put some bad guys out for you. And I will uh, take a level of exhaustion to do so because I am out of spell slots because I don't think we uh, rested. Nope. You haven't rested yet. We're, we're prepping for a big, long rest. <laughs> the longest rest you can take. Mm. I'll put some bodies out there for you. I wonder how you do exhaustion in uh, D&D Beyond. Um, honestly, don't know. I'll Google it while you're putting bodies out. But really, we got to work on how we talk, guys. 
Let's see. Conditions. Oh, it's a condition. Okay. Well, I will go to that condition. I was actually trying to figure out what you were complaining about. I was like, what? We're saying the right things. All right. I got my level of exhaustion. How'd you do it? Uh, if you go to conditions and right and click in the conditions uh, empty ah. panel, exhaustion's at the bottom. Oh, you rolled catapult damage? Yeah, I was because trying to. Catapulted. I catapulted the stone. And Lord, it object it flies in a work. straight line up to 90 feet. You choose before falling to the ground, striking early if it strikes a creature. A creature must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the object strikes and stops moving. Uh, it deals 3d8 bludgeoning. Um, so if they pass, it just keeps going that line until it hits something that fails to save or it goes 90 feet. Uh, and it's sure. going to do 10 I rolled terribly. It's going to do 10 damage to uh, whatever uh, fails its dexterity saving throw. Okay. And the dexterity saving throw is 14. Hold on, he's still adding bodies. But it looks like that center uh, that center line, if there was a stone that would go right bisect right that center, it would have a chance to nail five of them. What was the uh, saving throw you said again? Dex 14. Dex 14. Oh, First guy in the line takes him in the face. <laughs> he, he, ta- he only takes 10 damage because I, I rolled terribly, but he gets knocked in the face. He, ta- he takes it right to the forehead. You see him sort of stop, look at you, you know, stop, and his head slams back for a moment. I love that. I love that, though. That's such a fun spell. And, and that's my turn. There's not much else I can do, so that's my turn. All right. He took that one. <laughs> took that one hardcore. Next go, that was 15s. Kelgrace, you are up. All right. Since my my breath weapon, I have to, to wait to use until after a short rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would like to, to try my skills at my short bow and see if I can take any of these suckers out. Okay. Okay. You want to start with the one that your companion, Adrock, punched in the face? Yeah, might this as one well. here? Yeah. All right. Nope, go away. I didn't want the description of the short bow. There we go. All right. 12 plus 4 is 16. Yeah, you bury it. Yeah, the rock hits him in the space, stands him back up a little bit, bury an arrow into his chest. How much damage? Three. Plus two is five. Five points of damage. All right. You hear the one carrying the sword. It's another female voice yells out to her companion, get us out of here now. Good. You also notice that the four werewolves, uh, Kel Grace, since you can see in the room, you notice the four werewolves actually close in around the one carrying the giant sword. Okay. Basically surround her, surround her and the other and the other caster. Okay. All right. So, anyways, that is my go on number seven. Bowden. You are oh, dearest Bahamut. Please bestow your blessing upon us, poor fools, as we fight in your honor. Blessed. Are you casting blessed? Blessed. So that gives you and everybody. Everybody gets a plus, well, us, (laughs) gets a plus three, or gets a a D4 plus on basically anything you do. Saves, attacks, stuff like that. So attacks and saves. There you go. Co-Grace, you notice the goblins just, the, the dead goblins just sort of stand there. They're sort of just sort of stand there and swaying. They're not moving, not doing anything. For whatever reason, acting very, very undead, un- unlike any undead that you've ever heard of that moves around. And then moving on, the this caster that was on the ground with the 
with the now ruined circle that Bowden effectively destroyed stands up and you hear her go, this is going to cost too much, but grab hold. And you see her reach out and grab the other female in the dark clothes. And you see her start casting a spell. You see her grab something and you see her start uh, working on a spell. Top of the order again. Adrock, you're up. I'm going to firebolt the person who's casting a spell because that's, in my experience, never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can see the magical trip. you can see the magical energy swirling around them okay go ahead it's a spell attack and so i roll to attack a 21 nice and it it does it five fire damage to her all right to the person casting the spell well, she, she keeps her concentration up so she doesn't lose control of the spell naturally because she's a woman <laughs> I do to be like, oh, it's too much. That's in the rules. <laughs> That's definitely in the rules. Well said. Thank you. I mean, now that you think about it, there should be difference in the sexes, like the, in the game. Like, yeah. That's now canon. That's, I'll, that I'll, is I'll now canon. Lo- I'll be logging out now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my sex to woman. <laughs> I did notice when we were, well, I guess, Gary, when we were talking about this as I was joining that everyone else was playing a male character. So I felt like I had to bring a little estrogen to the game. I'm good with it. Always appreciated. I still throws me off that Christina's playing a male, but I I keep, I got to remember not to foul that up every time. (laughs) Doesn't matter that Chip calls me in here as well. Doesn't matter that Chip is male and calls me Bodhi. It just doesn't matter. Mm hmm. Bodhi is a is a unisex name. Correct. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. So you the fire erupts into the side of the individual. Um, as you can see, the individual, you see a uh, flash of like a dark brown hair that sort of pulls out. You can see as she sort of reels back from the hit. You can also see the pointy ears as an elf. Kelgrace is your go. Mm, can I can I go for for her as well? I you feel can like... shoot at her as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's let's go for her with my sh- with my short bow. Mm-hmm. Roll to strike. <laughs> One plus four. I bodied it. You see, your arrow doesn't find home on her as the one of the werewolves sort of steps in between the two between her and you guys to def- to defend her. Okay. You, you see him take the arrow right in the back. Roll damage. Five plus two is seven. Okay. Fell in a bucket of smelly stuff and came out smelling like a rose. <laughs> Bowden, it is your go. So let me make sure I'm understanding the scene here. We're standing at a doorway with at least one apparently evil mage, another evil mage, a whole bunch of werewolves, and a whole cluster of undead. To be fair, we don't know that they're evil. We've just never seen good people do this. Right. Well, they, yes, we don't know that they're evil, but. They're in a tomb stealing bodies. What? Yeah, yeah can't be good. You don't see this yeah. in the town square. So there's a whole cluster of undead. That's the real big thing. I, I, I feel like this is not this hard to put together, friends. Come yeah. on. The, the reason I ask is because I really think those undead and everything that is not in the light should be gone. You cast and turn undead. Yep. Ooh. What's the range on that? A lot. Uh, more than the more than the room. <laughs> turn undead. Like uh, then that hidden cache of tombs behind us now yeah, opens. Each, and each undead all the bodies can, are running. 
Each undead they can see or hear you within 30 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Goblins. Uh, if the creature fails at saving throw, it is turned for a solid 10, turn, 10 actions or one minute. One minute. Until it takes any damage or until it takes any damage. Uh, a turned creature must spend its turns trying to move as far away from you as it can. It can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It also can't take reaction. Yep. Where are you? Hmm? He's right. Where are you in the this... doorway? Just with everybody else, we're, we're we're just sort of we're sort of yelling through the doorways. Okay, because there's an arc around you, so thirty feet might not actually get everybody where you're at. It should get there. Well, let's see. But it gets them all. Save myself the headache. Yeah. <laughs> DM rules. <We're> gone. <laughs> I'm oh, like, okay, first. I can't find the damn tool. <laughs> the one nearest the door sort of looks over at you and gives that <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> Uh, but the other five start moving away to the far end of the room. What? Why would it chuckle like that? Because it Cause didn't it get turned. It passed it safe. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. a sarcastic little fuck. And it walk, and Bowden turns around to you and rakes its claw on you. It steps up and rakes its claw on you. Jerk. And it sounds like nails on the chalkboard as the you're wearing metal armor, right? Yep. You are killing me tonight. Mm. Are you, you know what she's going to dream about? Like she's going to dream about nails on a chalkboard. She's going to wake me up because of you. Oh, I'm, I don't I'm glad I'm that good of a storyteller to invade somebody's sleeping time. Oh my gosh! Doesn't um, take much. Is it plate or is it a uh, chainmail? It's chainmail. So it's like cheek, 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 cheek. Okay, you that's can... better. Yeah, that's much better. Thank so you. So it's, it's not the bad of. All right. So goblin turns and hits. Goblin turns it. The goblin turns and engages with the party now that Bowden has decided to activate him. Yep. Did he, he rolled a seven. He doesn't do it. There's yeah. nothing more than annoy your chain mail. Yeah. Pickles your <laughs> chain mail. Actually, it polished up a small section of it. <laughs> there you go. You're like, don't leave your fingernails in there, please. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that being said, you notice that the everybody around the female carrying the big blade. All the werewolves are now basically reaching out and touching her. The caster as working the spell reaches out and touches her as well. And the six of them vanish in a flash of light. Naturally. God, we work so hard. Kapoof. Kapoof. Well, the big bad evil girl decided to run with her prize. Will our adventurers survive the parting gifts she left? Tune in to the next episode of Smash Loot and Roll to find out. Thank you for listening and have a great night.